0: music's dying down i assume okay. <laughs> <laughs> hello and welcome to game jelly this is a game jam podcast where we
1: you can do it episode five starting episode strong.
0: five starting smooth it is a game jam podcast where we d- kind of come up with a game we don't really have a tag we don't we, we haven't, I feel like every single time I skirt around what we do on the podcast.
1: Yeah, where we sort of, where the games make themselves.
0: Where the games make themselves. The only podcast where the games make themselves. This is a Game Jam podcast where we come up with ideas for games and, and just try and flesh them out a little bit. It's more about the journey than the destination.
1: It is about the destination, but it's more about the journey than the destination. Well,
0: actually this is an episode where it is kind of about the destination Ooh. this is going to be a special episode
1: it was some blatant lying right up top when you told them that, that it was going to be about the journey i should probably introduce myself now huh um <laughs> i am keating Shamari. i'm uh, an artist and designer and i am second in line
0: uh yeah usually you go second
1: <laughs> i yeah no i thought i thought that you had already
0: gone. i didn't i'm darren Costello. i'm a composer and designer And I, it feels weird not to say I'm first in line now that you've said that, but
1: you can just go for it, but
0: I'm first in line. Today's episode is going to be a little different and I'm a little nervous about it. Usually one of us brings an idea that's like not fleshed out at all. The other one hasn't heard it yet. And we just kind of go through it, figure out like what the game looks like, what the kind of beginning, middle and end of the game is Keating and I just took a game to a conference. Uh, Keating wasn't able to attend because it was in Sweden
1: and I'm second in line so I couldn't attend exactly I'm about to be first it's like yeah
0: yeah front of the queue but the conference has come and gone and you're sleeping, in, you're sleeping in the line everyone's been going around you all weekend the conference was very exhausting getting there was very exhausting but it was really incredibly rewarding and just awesome to be forced to like have this finished product and take it and just watch people play it and like have very, very different reactions to it because if you've listened to the podcast, you know, the kind of stuff we like and you know, that's, you know, if, if you, if you bring a, you know, kind of like depressing art game to a conference, that's about like arcade games kind of for the most part. Like usually people are going there to bring their kids and like um, shoot potatoes at the screen, breaking it instantly. um part of the immersion. You know, so some of those people aren't going to connect with it as much. And then some people are going to have reactions where I'm just like I don't even I don't know what to say to you right now. I'm just trying to say that we received some like very positive and some like like damn that was some dark stuff, my man, uh reactions.
1: This this is a chucky e. This is a chucky e. <laughs> sir. <laughs> we the,
0: the point is going to a conference, it teaches you a lot about your game and about your like practices as a designer and there is this one piece of feedback I got that was like really really incredible to me and I you know obviously like we just we just wrapped up being at this conference so it's like every night I'm like going to sleep just thinking about like what kind of thing would I want to bring to a conference next like what do I want to ask a bunch of people to like put their time into making for the next year, basically, and I kept thinking about this one like story that someone told me after they played our game. Um, someone told me that this one scene in the game that Keating had drawn. There's this scene where there's this crowd of people, and uh, the protagonist is like walking through it very slowly, and there are like all these kind of grayed out faces in the foreground, all these grayed out faces in the background. And she just moves through and you, like, see her, like, distinct shade of red through the gaps in the people. And someone told me afterwards, you know, that one scene reminded me of this time I just moved to this new city and I got on this subway. And I uh, looked around at all the people in the subway and I realized, like, they were all living their own lives and they're all distinct people. And to them, I'm just another person on the subway. And it just struck me like how much I didn't want to be in this city. Just for some reason, that was the moment that I realized like how little I wanted to be in the city. And I was on the subway and I pulled out my laptop and sent this email to my friend back home. Like, I just realized I don't want to be here. And I'm just looking around at all these people and realizing they all have their own lives. And I just, I just don't want to be here. And that was like the whole story and he's like, "Yeah, that's what your game reminded. That was the- that scene reminded me of." And it was like I was just like so happy that this like totally unrelated thing like popped into this person's mind from a game that had nothing to do with like any of that.
1: Yeah, rarely in the game does our character realize that she do- she doesn't want to be in this city anymore and everyone around her has their own lives like that almost never happens in our game
0: that almost like never happens um only if you hold down like ltrt and then like twirl the joystick like 3 times in counterclockwise circles does she wish that she was living in a different city right now um it <laughs> was actually a really cool mechanic and I'm glad we implemented that but the point is I just kept thinking about that story and i'm like spilling this person's um, personal uh life right now you're,
1: sp- you're really like dishing out the hot goss right now about this <laughs> person
0: yeah that's some hot gossip It's like 10 years ago they wanted to be somewhere else
1: 10 years ago they realized that they they needed a change in their life that's some hot gossip
0: I just pictured this game where like it starts on this subway and we could do a really similar scene to that one. And it's, it's this subway and your character walks on and sits down. And then like the two kind of icons on the screen are like pulling up your phone, pulling up your laptop and like you can walk around this subway, but it just keeps going more train games for the train fans out there. Or or, or you can like, pull out your phone and switch the music you're listening to. And I was picturing, cause I, I, I want to do like a music game. So, sorry. The reason this episode is going to be different is this is a game I actually want to develop together. Keating. Oh, sick. Uh, and Ke- Yeah. Keating didn't know this going into this. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and maybe, maybe we'll talk through it and it won't be something we actually want to work on. But like, let me, let me get through the idea. I kept thinking about this and I, I was like, I would really want to make something out of this. Um, the, Music for the game would be, like, an original, like, four or five, like, songs that I would write. And the person on this train would sit down, and if you pull out your laptop, you start to write this email. I would want it to be kind of about this email. So it's, like, the email would be the thing that we would focus on as a written piece, not just a, like, plot point of, I'm sending this email. That would be part of, like, the prose of the game, basically. One of the reasons I wanted to bring it to Game Jelly is because I want to find some creative way of, like, How does the player interact with this? Can the player change the contents of the email? Is it like I was kind of picturing my friend? Tom Lum, the amazing, amazing Tom Lum. Oh, yes. You might have seen his like TikToks. He has amazing TikToks. Very like cool scientific.
1: Very cool science communication stuff.
0: Science communication stuff, exactly. He makes really, really great like TikToks and YouTube shorts and then also great long form videos about his like various endeavors in science uh and and game design and stuff he made this game years back that was really really cool where like the controls for the game were the keyboard as like a touchpad. so you'd be kind of like dragging your finger across the keyboard not using specific buttons but it's like you draw a picture with like you know if you look at your keyboard right now like c to x to s to w to e to r to f to v just in like this like scrambled circle and that would like draw a circle on the screen and it was just a game about like it was a it was a narrative game that wasn't it wasn't just like you're drawing on that. It's it's like that is the control pad for the game. And you find and any found like different creative ways of, you know, using that as an input device. So maybe something along those lines for like writing the emails, just like keyboard smashing, like makes you write the email could be kind of fun. I mean, a really <laughs> sick way of doing it would be a fake laptop as a. Oh, 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 if this were going to a show floor, a fake laptop and phone as your input devices.
1: Ooh, wait, that's sick.
0: We, we can get into the the meat and potatoes of it. But that's the basic idea is it's this game where you, you get on this train, you can change your music. And, and then in the in the course of the email, it's like, I keep listening to your new I keep listening to the songs you sent me. They sound great. You know, so it's like, oh, you're listening to this person's music from like across this ocean. I mean, we just, the con- the game we just did for this conference was about like being far from someone and like traveling to see them basically and just like feeling like home isn't where I am right now. So this would be a very similar theme, but just done very differently. That was the idea I had. I kind of hope I, I got everything about it across. I, I don't know if I said this in the in the actual episode so far. We talked a little bit beforehand. I hope that me being, like, I actually want to make this and, like, having this kind of, like, from the beginning more, like, serious tone, not just, like, Keating brings a fun idea and I'm, like, what if it were depressing? Um,
1: What if it were not so fun? Hey, what if
0: it were not so fun? Instead, we're starting from this very, like, it's kind of, like, a it's not a super, like, upbeat idea. So I hope that this episode is good, guys.
1: Let us know if it's good.
0: Tell us if it's good.
1: Leave a five-star review if you think it's not good.
0: Yeah, and if you hate it, don't forget to send it to a friend so that they can <laughs> hate it with you. I
1: think that it's cool, too, to think about a version of this where it, like, is about this sort of, like, fundamental um, discontent. But I, I think especially with feeling like you shouldn't be where you are right now it's interesting because that doesn't take away from like the good things about the place that you are right now but like you can still feel that and i feel like a good execution of this game would like basically moments of levity would be good not just to make the player feel good but because it would like more accurately represent this feeling i think
0: yeah definitely like you're in this place and you're like it's weird because my day-to-day i like have these enjoyable experiences or like my second to second. I have these enjoyable experiences or it's like, there are such amazing things and amazing people here. And I still just feel like I don't belong. So I agree actually that like contrasting this out of place feeling that the character has with a very, I don't know if when you say levity, I don't know exactly what you mean. Did you mean like quirky NPCs?
1: I don't know exactly. I feel like that could be good. I don't, I don't know exactly. I was mostly just thinking about, in terms of like starting from this bleak place, how to play off that. And it's there's a version of that that really would like make the main characters feeling not believable. So I don't know exactly how to handle that.
0: I think the ideal form of this makes the player feel like, yeah, I completely understand that and have felt that myself. And a worse version of it would be like, oh, this is a game about a character who's quote unquote depressed. And it's like, that's not what I want. I don't want it to be like, oh, this is telling the story of someone who feels out of place. I instead want it to be about like the player connecting with this out of place feeling that we've all felt.
1: This is maybe overly specific, but I was just thinking about quirky characters and the mechanics of writing the email and thinking it might be cool if the email you write is influenced by the people you talk to. So it like talks about specific people that you just talked to. Yes, swag. And it changes that depending on who you choose to talk to.
0: This would just be like a great assignment for writing students because because now I'm just thinking it would be really cool if the way you did it is the character doesn't write about specific, isn't just like, oh, and I just saw this kid like drop their ice cream because the, you just saw this kid drop their ice cream. The person reflects on something and you realize, oh, I can kind of see where they get that, where, where that train of thought came from. The character reflects on like ice cream is so fragile. Yeah. I, I, I'm sorry. This ice is, it's, cream
1: it's, slips through our fingertips, like
0: ice cream. Really, time really slips through our fingertips, comma much like ice cream. Smile. <laughs> um, this is why it would be an assignment for writing students. It's because it's not, it's not total, it's not easy to do. But my point is, like, having it be like, oh, this email, you could read it and not know what the person just saw, but if you just saw it, you know where the email came from, or like, oh my god, you could do, you know, so Mother Three, the third game in the Mother series. I thought that would be more helpful qualifier than it was, uh, was originally supposed to have this insane, I don't even know what to call it, like dynamic where it's like basically real-time events are happening constantly. And if you're not there for them, you don't see them, but they already happened. And it's just the game is on a timer.
1: Yeah. So like the story, you don't have to see any of the story if you just aren't there at the time when it's happening.
0: In most games, you know, it's like, oh, you stepped into this room, so that triggers this cutscene, right? And this cutscene is, could be something that was going to happen either way, but now your character is observing it because the player needs to observe it. Mother 3 was meant to, I, I'm, I'm just like explaining this in case it's not, if there's someone who like doesn't play games and doesn't realize what's so weird about this, just like- Yeah,
1: dad, mom.
0: Dad, mom. Hi. um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to our so,
0: podcast. The thing that's special about Mother 3 is it's not triggered by certain events. And if something would happen without you, it happens without you. Now, and that isn't the case with Mother 3 because it's a freaking insane idea that makes no sense.
1: <laughs> and a development nightmare. Oh,
0: well. The idea I had.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, but this this is a safe space. <laughs>
0: That's actually <laughs> the goal of Game Jelly is like this is a safe space for people who fear telling programmers what to do. <laughs> um, the idea I just had is like, what if you had some version of that? So you, so there's this replayability to it. You can't necessarily see everything that happens on this train, but there are these unique characters on the train. And I mean, like, okay, I just want to say that, like, I feel like part of what makes this feeling so distinct that this, um. The original person talking about this experience was referring to and man this is going to be hard to express and it's not funny it could be interesting but bear with me you can skip just there's that 15 seconds ahead button you can you can hit it anytime you want you can just press that whenever you want you don't have to listen to the podcast i think the reason that feeling is so special or like is so strong when you're on a train or a subway specifically is it's like that's this place where no one can just be themselves and everyone's just waiting to get to where they want to be and it's like you have that rare moment where you're a kid or you're, you have your kid with you on the subway and the kids being goofy you have that rare moment where it's like I have memories of being on a subway with people and it being like really special but those are far and few between and usually especially if you're riding alone on a subway you are just like hanging on to the railing not thinking about who you are as a person it's just like Yep, I will get off at my stop, you know. You're not, like, displaying. And I feel like we could undercut that feeling inadvertently if we made it to, like, there are all these characters around, but your character, we could, it could lead to this, like, this is a game about a character who's depressed, and that is really not what I want. But I do think that if there were things to observe happening around that would influence what the email says, that would be really incredible.
1: It's interesting because it's kind of just another, like, writing problem of, like, it's a a very tricky characterization to strike of someone who has that public privacy thing of like not really being themselves. But I do think like the right writing, the right visuals for individual characters could probably help some with that.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: But there probably are also like mechanical things at its core that could help with that.
0: Right. Like someone, I think, okay. I think the moment you could realize you would have this epiphany that this person described to me would be like, There's someone on the subway who's just a blank face to you, and they're just there as, like, a non-character in your life, and then they pick up the phone and, like, speak in a really distinct way or say something that makes you realize, oh, they have these kids waiting for them at home, and it just clicks, like, wow, everyone here has their own life. And I think that would be insanely effective if it were... If you see this scene that Keating did, and I'm not going to say the name of the game here, but, like, if you somehow see this <laughs> if you see this scene that kidding did it's like these faces are very like nondescript but you can tell that they're people and they're distinct from one another but you wouldn't be like oh that's a great character design with the way that he did it <laughs> um i think it would be really effective if it were characters that looked like that who then like displayed a lot of character all of a sudden like that persona 5 between scenes where it's like the or even just npcs in persona 5 in general just being so like they're distinct from one another, but they're very nondescript or like the between scenes where they are these like silhouettes of the people. And then when they talk, they say suitably like relevant only to you stuff. And if those characters instead said things that were very like, "Wow, well, this person has this like deep, intense life going on, that could be really striking if done correctly. And that's, I think, something we could capture here.
1: What if so, so mechanically, basically talking to people is a resource to write the email. So you start out writing the email and you get like one paragraph in and then your par- and then your character closes their laptop and then you go and talk to people and then you go back and write more of your email. Vaguely, like you were saying, along the train of thought that you are put on by talking to those people. And then that happens a couple of times in the, I mean, I, I assume this is a, a very brief game
0: I would think so. And like, I love that concept. I'm just sitting here visualizing this and it's so clear to me in a, I really, really like it. Um, I just wanted to say, you said very brief game and it just made me think like, I think a cool ending for it would be the purse. Oh yeah. Oh, the way this could end would be you get a response. You, you sit, you send the email, you sit back down, you get a response to this email. And the person, if we'd figure out what, how the person responds, like what they say to what you're saying for now, just for the sake of like the game gem, we'll just say, like, hey, it was so nice to hear from you. Like, I haven't heard from you in a while. I'll, I'll respond. Like, I'll respond to everything you're saying later, but I just wanted to like, I, basically they send you, they send, they're like, I'm glad you've been enjoying the, me- the songs. Like, I ha- here's another one. And you get this email on your phone. Like, you've already put your laptop away. You get this email on your phone. You open it. You press the song. And then it could be this, like, really distinct tone from the rest of the game and very, like, hopeful, sad song that just, like, keeps looping and going forward and, like, is, like, a message that speaks directly to this problem that this person's been going through. And the train stops and they step outside and, like, their stop leads to this. I'm trying to think how we would transition to this, but basically, like, somewhere a subway wouldn't usually, like, lead to when they go upstairs. It's, like, this just open field. And then like the, the game fades out when the song ends, regardless, but you walk. I have very specific like music in my head. So this might be contributing to why this idea is really exciting to me. I just imagine the character like walks upstairs and out into this like kind of structure where it's like, you'd come out of the subway or enter the subway, but then it's just wide green fields and like cars going past. And you're just walking and like slowly gets lighter and lighter. So it's like you walk all the way to the edge of the screen, goes to the next screen and it's like a little bit lighter and you're like walking towards the sunlight. You walk all the way to the next screen and it's like now there are flowers in the grass and it's like you keep walking towards the sunlight. You keep walking and walking. And then when the song, when this like last song ends, which you can't pause or skip or anything, unlike the other songs, it's like the game fades out and goes to credits or maybe credits roll over the song once you reach the third screen or something like that
1: credits could show oh that might be just tough resources wise but uh maybe it shouldn't i don't know basically i was thinking they could show other characters that you talk to on the train doing stuff but maybe that yeah takes over.
0: <laughs> yeah okay yeah so it like fades to black or fades to white or whatever and the credits start rolling and then it's like yeah they they this character who you talk to like playing at home with their kid or like sitting and watching TV with their dog or like crying on the phone with someone or something like that. And it's just like maybe more in color and not all grayed out because this is like their perspective. Damn. What's the, can we, can I get a time check right now? Uh,
1: since warm-up we've been going for 47 minutes.
0: I mean, I kind of feel like we have the game. <laughs> um. I hope I'm not like popping off too hard over this idea. Like I understand if this doesn't resonate 100% with everyone. I really like like introspective, I really like like meditative games is a big thing for me. And like, I feel like this is something that would just, that could if done right strike a really particular chord and have this sense of like really fleshed out characters with very little action again if written correctly and it's like we do have to be i I, we have to learn how to be good writers in order to make this game good i feel but i really like this concept of just just as a recap you get on this train you you know turn on your music you pull out your laptop and start sending this email and then set it down like close it i'm not sure if i want to send this right now close it slide it into your backpack and you're walking around the train witness some scene and there's an open seat nearby so it's like you witness this scene and then sit down reflect on it in some way that's indirect something that the player can figure out why the character would think this based on the scene but not necessarily like oh yeah i saw this guy like berating his dog for like barking at another dog whatever um write another paragraph stand up go observe something else that's like the core game loop for some amount of time semi-procedural there's probably a programming word that someone could come up with do that for some amount of time send the email like sit down maybe the last part someone comes up and talks to you and that's like the first time oh you've been the observer now someone else is the observer of you so someone's like hey i just like noticed something oh i saw you know it could be very innocent very like oh like i saw sorry your your bag is still unzipped something that they might have observed about you like from this third person perspective and then they walk away you get this notification on your phone pull it out and it's like this message from your friend i'm really glad you've been enjoying the music i'll respond to everything else you're saying later but i wanted to share this song with you thought it might strike a chord with you right now put the song on train comes to a stop go upstairs and you're out in this field of flowers walk along listening to this song fading lighter and lighter every time song ends fade to black credits with a different song maybe the first song you hear or something and then in the credits the lives once they've arrived home of like all the different people you saw on this subway that's the game
1: it's like pretty good game
0: yeah ggs shake my hand
1: uh yeah here you go oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) that was a good
0: handshake i don't know if that auditory Joke Kidding just did will track forever anyone, or if
1: you're deep in the Foley humor right now,
0: yeah, good Foley joke, my man. Yo, tap me up. Good tap,
1: yeah, wow, that was a really good one.
0: Okay, I feel like I'm very content with this. Like, this feels like what we usually have at the end of an episode, but we haven't filled our time, you know the quota that they're making us fulfill yeah
1: our bosses yeah
0: ruth um i just want to talk a little bit about um controller input because i had this idea i don't know if it's crazy or stupid but um because this is something we want to show at a conference hopefully doing a unique controller setup of like something that resembles a laptop that it's like oh I should you know I have to open my laptop and it's sitting there closed next to you it's like escape room style the game only progresses when you open it and it's like in the game then laptop opens and then like you start typing on this keyboard just like smashing the buttons and the the letter starts popping up the only thing is it might be kind of like something people would laugh at like oh that's funny that's like a good idea and then it's like no it's this very serious letter so we might have to find a solution to that but um
1: I don't remember what game it is there's another game that I've seen that has you just smash buttons to write um letters well there's that one uh online game that has it where it's just preset names but then it appears that you can choose them
0: oh yeah that's one of the Bennett Foddy games yeah yeah
1: yeah um but I think that there's also another game that I've seen where it's like you know you're writing a text to someone and you just mash buttons which I think works well.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think it's definitely been done and if it didn't have this unique controller, I wouldn't even think of this as like a novel idea. I think with the unique controller it is a fairly like new thing of like you open a fake laptop and it's like not even real letters, but it's like yeah, you just mashing the buttons on this laptop like puts real letters on the screen. I feel like that would be interesting.
1: I mean, as a person who wouldn't have to program it, it could even be neat if it's an actual laptop and the text shows up there, this would make it so that no one could play it if they didn't have this setup, is the only problem with that. But it could be that it's a multi screen thing, so when you type, it writes the letter on that laptop.
0: I was kind of picturing that same thing, but I think that it gets really weird really fast and probably beyond difficult to program like probably actually nearly impossible like even even for a professional studio probably really insanely difficult to program the laptop opening triggers the next scene whereas we would have like laptop opening presses a button and the game reads that as input you know what i mean and like knows to open the laptop in the game it's a cool idea though i think it's sort of insane to imagine like Yeah, this MacBook on the table is one of your three controllers along with this like controller that you move the character around with and this uh, real iPhone to your right here. That is a little concerning to me and honestly, even like a little less interesting than just like this prop laptop serves as one of your controllers. I don't know.
1: I mean, it's, it's like so fun to imagine a really nice feeling like fake phone. What does the phone do? Is it just for playing songs or can it do other stuff?
0: I think it's just for playing songs, but I think that we should also just make sure it works as like a game without that special input and consider whether it's actually worth the input. If the input is actually adding to it or just like making it something novel for the sake of being novel. It's just like at this conference, a big part of it is like unique inputs. And I think this would be a really cool one would be like fake laptop fake phone but is it actually adding is a big question and then also i think this would be a cool game to have on like itch
1: yeah i i do wonder about juggling three controllers is cool in some way especially for a game that's so limited in scope because it just adds some level of you know thought that you have to put into it but i do wonder if it's it might just be hard to explain for something that's such a short thing you know
0: that's true that's a good point that it's like this controller will help you write the email and as i go all i do on it is mash the buttons and it's like if it's like a 5 10 minute game it's like wow that's a lot that's a lot of controller you built there for this five ten minute game
1: although now i'm picturing a laptop with a keyboard that's just two buttons one on each half of the keyboard And you just mash down on them like Donkey Kong Jungle Beat or something like that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's a great idea. I mean, I like the idea of a novel controller for something that is like unrelated to the concept.
1: Yeah, we should just use the bongos from Donkey Kong Jungle Beat. (laughs) Write this email.
0: Exactly. Like when you play the bongos, he writes an email. Um, I think we're agreed. The controller thing would be cool. I'm not sure there's too much more to say about it. The controller thing would be cool. It is probably just something we'd have to figure out in playtesting, honestly. Um, maybe not the best audio. Is this a good idea? I don't know. <laughs> um, moving on from that, another thing I want to discuss is like, is there a two-hour version of this game that would work? Or would that need more plot? Because because for the sake of a conference show floor, it should be a five-minute game.
1: I was thinking this idea is not particularly conducive to mini game minute. Um But if we were doing a longer version of this, there is stuff to do with mini games. Like the first thing that comes to mind is just having some game on your phone.
0: I'm so happy you said that because when I think about bringing a game somewhere where I have to watch people play it, I get really insecure about like, oh, what if it's not fun? Just like straight up and down, like not like good, not like nice to look at or nice to listen to. What if the music's not good? Just what if it's not fun for someone to play? And my immediate solution to that was, Oh, put mini games on the phone Then I was like for a show floor game, everyone would be like, why did you put time? Like, I love the idea of a mini games for if we're doing like an hour long, two hour long build of this, but on a show floor, it's like, why did you put snood on the phone?
1: Yeah. That's sort of anticipating the audience's boredom to such an extent that it (laughs) really (laughs) reveals some level of insecurity about our game. Um, And also the other thing for a a show floor version with mini games is that I think it would be really easy for that to seem like the point of the game that it's like you passing time on this train when that like really, really isn't the point of this. But I do think there's stuff to do like with just sort of little mini game tasks. If we were doing an extended version of this, like you could do stuff where you're helping out people or like playing with a kid on the train or something like that.
0: Hey, can we do, in earnest, a minigame minute?
1: Sure. S- same rules that we've been going by, just as many minigames in one minute as possible.
0: You know, it's scuffed in the way that is good. Okay. You start.
1: Uh... Okay, we're starting. Uh, you play a little mini game of fetch with a dog on the train.
0: Good stuff. Uh, I think that there's a food car. No, this is a subway. Mm. Fuck!
1: This is... <laughs> no! Oh, God! There can just be a little food car. Uh, a little guy selling food. Okay, but the problem
0: is it was supposed to be a food car with a pinball machine in it. We'll figure it out in post. Oh, that's very Ruth, good. Ruth, make that a um, good idea. I'm
1: going to say Pong on your
0: phone. Pong on your phone. Fu- Keating? Okay. Mm. Um, a fishing game? There's a Koi Pond car in the subway. <laughs>
1: um okay uh you can get into a dance battle with another passenger that's a good one
0: that is a good one um i think that there is Sheesh. i don't have ten one Ten seconds left how many
1: 10 seconds um is it
0: still 10 seconds
1: uh, no it's five now um you <laughs> okay
0: we should announce a winner did you am i hearing the sound of like an apple like you are we should announce a winner of every minigame minute but i think every time it would be you
1: <laughs> my i was initially gonna say you get into a fistfight with a, one of the other passengers but that's sort of maybe undermining the message dance,
0: dance battle is sick Although Again maybe the message. The message.
1: <laughs> it's like a much more outgoing character than
0: all these people have their own individual lives. This guy for instance.
1: <laughs> have you seen the the saxophone battle video on a subway?
0: No. It sounds viral. It's
1: extremely good. Look up look up viral sax battle video. Okay. It you'll look that up on Google, on Yelp right now. Um It's extremely good. So we could add something like viral sax video, sax battle video to our game.
0: Oh, I kind of like the idea of some like social media. uh, I don't know. You just said viral sax battle video. And I just imagine like watching a video on your phone during this thing or like maybe something. Okay. So I think if we're extending it, like something that could interrupt the flow of that game loop we were talking about would be like, someone sends you a video of like, oh, like Corinne, who you've been writing to was just like playing live at this venue Like this is a video I just got and you like put it on and there's like a you could do like a cool little animation of like of like someone playing music because that would like mix up the settings for the game, which like the game only has the two settings right now. So, yes, like this this concert and then you could do like a little live performance. Like I could record it as like a live performance to set it apart from the other songs on the album and then like totally different art style of like what the video looks like. That would be really cool
1: that would be really cool also uh it just occurred to me for an extended version a mini game could also just be that you can use your phone camera to take pictures of things it would be really funny if your character did it really discreetly like the way that people take pictures on subways um where they're like like kind of looking at down at their phone but can't look at it but everyone knows that they're taking pictures and everyone's like, stop taking pictures of me. Um,
0: I really don't relate to this.
1: <laughs> listen, I've been on some subway cars. Let me tell you.
0: I mean, I have to say that sounds like a game unto itself, which I mean, both as a compliment and as like a in terms of how difficult that would be to implement a like 2D kind of like top down kind of or not top down exactly. But, you know, you're looking in at an angle like diorama style, which is how I've been picturing this game that where like your character can pull out a phone you the player see the phone it like pops up and then as you move the character around it changes what the camera sees so you essentially are rendering this 2d version of it and this 3d version of it at the same time and it's like
1: whoa lord
0: (laughs) i mean that would be insanely cool but that's just a kind of its own game i feel because of how difficult that would be and because it's uh, just like a very cool mechanic that would probably like outshine other stuff about the game but I like the idea of taking pictures, yeah.
1: Should we talk about art style? We've talked about it like a little bit, but I'm curious. I think it's a cool thing about this game that I think it could really work in a bunch of different art styles, just in terms of the easiest implementation doing 2D would make sense for it. But I do feel like a like low poly sort of pixelated 3D version would be really cool of this game. I don't know if you know the game, uh, say no more, but it's like really, really simple, low poly stuff, but it's really really pretty.
0: Is it say no more or say no more? I think. Oh, say no exactly.
1: So you the gameplay is that you're trying to you're learning to say no to your bosses at a company. So you're yelling no a bunch and knocking people over. It's very funny, but, uh, but also just really nice looking. Doesn't that look really good?
0: I like this art style a lot, yeah.
1: It has, like, really simple animation, too, that just works really well.
0: Yeah, this would look really... This 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 game could look very good in a style like this. I was definitely picturing, like, do it in the exact same style as what we just did.
1: Yeah, I was thinking... I feel like something... Definitely, like, muted tones, but sort of, like, pastel bits, like, hinting... Like, sort of peeking out in different places, you know? And I was thinking, like... I think it could also work well to do sort of like really thin scribbly lines on some of the stuff that like are very like wobbly in the animations. I feel like something like that could be
0: cool. Yeah. I love, I love wobbly lines in animations. Yeah. I think 2D is what I would personally want. I mean, I could picture it pretty easily in like classic RPG style, uh, like pixel graphics, but I think it would probably look better as like 2D art like painting I think that would be really good
1: yeah I'm just picturing what the screen itself looks like first of all do you think for a 2d version of it it would be diorama style where you're looking in and like two of the train walls are removed and you're looking down at it
0: that's what I'm picturing
1: I think that that makes sense Um, I think the other option that could also work but would be a very different feeling is like in the train car but sort of like looking at it from the side like almost as if the camera is one of the passengers but just like pressed up against the very far wall of the train car which i is good in some way in that it fills up the screen a lot sort of inherently with interesting stuff but i feel like a diorama would be really charming and also kind of puts distance between the viewer and the character in kind of a cool way
0: yeah i think i would lean towards diorama because i'd want it to be like you feel it's almost like the thing that's, that we're trying to capture is this, like, suddenly you're looking at your life in third person and you feel really, like, disconnected from yourself because...
1: Totally. Yeah. Wow. And how about there's one mo John Malkovich in the train car? Just photorealistic, right? We'll be making full use of the PS5 software.
0: <laughs> Actually, it's not a bad idea. <laughs> But yeah, this is something I would really like to develop. You all heard it here first. I mean, like if you listen to if you listen to this, you might. It's like it just struck me. Like it's very weird doing something on here that that we want to develop. It's like if if there are people listening to it, we're definitely going to still be developing it by the time you hear it. Um, and we should come up with a name so that people can search it.
1: That's true. Train. T-
0: t- brain train. We already we already did that. Oh, dang it's already it. taken. I just looked it up. Someone already made a game called that. Ah, uh,
1: freaking Subway Subway Surfers. Subway
0: Surfers is perfect. <laughs> That's
1: such a good name.
0: It captures it perfectly.
1: Ah oh, dang! Someone did that one too.
0: I don't want to lock ourselves in. I feel like names are very important. Uh, we'll include in just white text on the edge page, so you can't actually read it. We'll include the phrase
1: Patreon exclusive burp track.
0: (laughs) Yeah. If you Google Patreon exclusive, our itch page will be the first thing that pops up.
1: (laughs) That will be great for SEO.
0: Patreon exclusive. Okay. So the name that's floating through my head is Dear Corinne, but I feel like that's a little like obvious. Um, Also, Corinne is just like the default name I always go to. So we should come up with a better name probably.
1: Sorry. Sorry to all the Corins.
0: Sorry to all the Corinnes out there. Your name is just too great. I've used it too much. Shoot, this is the weirdest dilemma. I know we've only done, like, four episodes before this. This is easily the weirdest dilemma of the podcast so far. I want to tell people what to Google to find this game if we develop it. I don't know how to solve this problem. You know what? Use your, use your brain. Just literally, you figure it out.
1: If you, if you play it, keep an eye out. I, I will include somewhere a jar of jelly, and that will be called Subway Jelly. Subway Jelly. <laughs> and don't, you won't be able to interact with it, probably, but maybe you will be able to if we are lucky enough. But keep an eye out for the Subway Jelly.
0: That's good. Okay, this is a stupid problem to be having. Listen, skip ahead, like, 20 episodes in the podcast, and we'll talk about it. It should be, we, hopefully, it should at least have a name by then.
1: That's, yeah, that's good.
0: K- keep listening to the podcast. And yeah, I really want to do a um, short show floor version and like a, like hour or two long version as well. So we should discuss it more in the future. I mean, if this is an ongoing project, maybe doing a follow-up episode would be fun sometime. I also think just follow-up episodes in general is a good idea. Every 10 episodes, just like run down the list of um, everything we've made so far and like talk about, have we had more thoughts on it? What do we think of it at this point?
1: Now we got to come up with a name for those episodes uh <laughs> yeah okay real
0: quick give us some time dear listener to come with a name for those episodes no um this is i don't mean this in like a self-indulgent like what do we think of our own ideas way more just like more just like coming back at, because even in a real game jam you you have more than like an hour and a half which we give ourselves to record this like trying to add to the ideas we've already had or like follow up on like how would we develop this or would we be interested in pursuing this at some point? I think that would be really fun episode type to have. If you have any interest in that or ideas for episodes that that we might not be, like, thinking of special episodes, I think we want to do more than just, uh, this is our first foray into, like, doing something a little bit different, but it's still very similar to what we've done on the podcast before. I think it would be fun to, to mix things up, like, once every 10 episodes or so, like, special edition episodes once in a while. So you can you can let us know on our Patreon.
1: And if you want to pay us money, we'll make an episode about No, your we
0: won't.
1: <laughs> Brands. I'm looking at you.
0: Who are you looking at?
1: The brands. I'm looking at brands.
0: <laughs> I see. I think as for this idea, I'm ready to put a pin in it until like we have meetings about actually doing it together. Kidding. But definitely let's come back to this at some point because this is going to be a longer term project. If you're interested in working on it, which I realized I haven't asked.
1: Oh, wow. Oh, oh, me? <laughs> I thought you were asking the audience if they were interested in working on it. I forgot that, that the audience wasn't here, so I thought you were... Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm going to have to check my schedule. Um No, 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 I, I really love this idea and would very much like to work on it.
0: Sweet. And if you, the listener, wants to work on it, send us an email. We're
1: looking for an audio engineer. We're looking for a programmer.
0: We're looking for an artist and someone to write the songs.
1: (laughs) Um, We're looking for someone who can write words good.
0: Yeah, we are looking for someone who can write words good. That is actually true.
1: (laughs) We're looking for someone who can write good dialogue live on air. Because we're looking... (laughs) To get another co-host. This
0: would be the most inappropriate thing you can do on a podcast.
1: (laughs) Really, really breaching our uh, (laughs) delicately balanced relationship with our audience.
0: (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. This has been Game Jelly. Tell a friend about the podcast if you enjoy it. Keep listening because it's only, I hope, it's only going to get better. Do we say anything else?
1: Uh, Our social media is in the episode description. So you can check that out there. And...
0: I'm Tyrion Costello.
1: And I'm Keating Shimeri.
0: This has been Game Jelly. Thanks so much for listening. Catch you next time. (laughs) Thanks again for listening, everyone. As we alluded to in today's episode, Game Jelly now has a totally free Patreon where we're going to share untrimmed episodes and some other bonus content Untrimmed versions of episodes one through four are already up on there, and uh, you can find the link for that in our episode description. I also wanted to give a shout out to the podcast Let's Learn Everything, since I mentioned one of their hosts, Tom Lum, in today's episode. Let's Learn Everything takes a deep dive into really interesting and bizarre topics every episode, so definitely give them a listen wherever you find your podcasts. Thank you to Dylan Lynch for writing and performing our theme music, and to Ruth Demery for producing the show. Find us on Twitter at Game Underscore Jelly, and get ready for another game coming your way on Wednesday, December 14th. Until then, stay safe out there and, yeah, go ahead and Google Patreon Exclusive for regular updates on our design journey. It's probably buried really deep in the results page, but you'll find it eventually. Bye-bye.